Pego. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ferris 64 with me, your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hope everyone's doing fantastic this week. If you celebrated, hopefully you had a good uh, uh, Thanksgiving holiday. If you don't celebrate, uh, hey, I hope you had a good weekend or week as well. Um, I had a little mini mini break here uh, from like streaming and content creation and stuff like that for the extended weekend, but I'm back. I'm back, and I'm here, and I'm ready to kick it back into gear. Um, had a had a nice weekend myself. Uh, going into uh, you know, as I'm recording this right now, going into Sunday, uh, a little bit nervous about the 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 football game today, the Cleveland Brown game t- uh, game today. But uh, hey, well, at least we'll be uh, I'll be at a at a place with friends, and um, we'll be having fun watching the game. Hopefully, either way. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in. This is the video game podcast about news, occurrences, first impressions, and reviews all in one neat little bundle. And, uh, this week we got even more stuff for you. So strap in, lean back and enjoy. Let's get started with, uh, the first part of the podcast, which is, of course, what have I been playing this past week? On the top of the list this week is a game called Evil West. This was a game that I played while I was at PAX this year, and I was into it. Um, I thought that it was a, it was a pretty fun little demo that I had that, that I played at PAX. The, the graphics were good, uh, um, or great, even <laughs> that graphics are great, and uh, the gameplay was pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Uh, and I was expecting uh, a lot from the full package, and here we are. The full package has been revealed, and so far, I'm, I'm like, uh, what, probably about three or four hours in right now, and <clears throat> it's, it's good. I, I, I've been enjoying my time with it. If you don't know what Evil West is, uh, this is a game where you pretty much are uh, like a, a cowboy vampire hunter type guy, and you're a part of this organization that is protecting America from, you know, these vampires and their their cruel and ways. And essentially, you have this big gauntlet that can punch enemies in the face. And throughout the game, you get new upgrades for it. Like, there's an electricity field that you can get that's pretty early on um, that'll shock enemies and stun them and give you a chance to combo them and, and stuff like that. Uh, so that that's really cool, really brutal. I mean, the game's really bloody and brutal. It's it's a very it's a pretty fun fun time. Uh, that aspect alone. But you also have like cowboy stuff. Like you have your revolver, a six shot revolver, and you can choose to like either shoot a, a, a one shot or if you hold down the trigger, you can do a, a fan the hammer type thing, um, which is pretty cool to combo into when uh, when you have an enemy like stuck in the air. You know, you hit an enemy up and then you hold down RT and boom, 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 boom. You know, they get shot in the air. Pretty cool. You also have a rifle that you use. Um, that's like a. It's like a. I think it has like five shots to it, and you uh, use that to snipe enemies. Of course, like not not snipe enemies, but just like shoot them at a distance, and also you use that to hit weak points on an enemy when they glow. 
and it will do extra damage. Uh, and you can upgrade your weapons and stuff like that to do elemental damage and stuff like that. Uh, there's an upgrade tree that obviously you won't be getting all the upgrades on because uh, they want you to kind of key into a play style. But I've kind of been just unlocking what looks cool. You know, like I added electricity to my to my revolver. It's like, oh, how much do I really use my revolver? Uh, if, if, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll use it more with the electricity, you know. <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the basis of the gameplay for combat. Um, you know, it's just just it's just looking out for the opening and shooting with the with the rifle when you get a chance, blocking with the electrical field to stun enemies, and um, also like you know trying to uh, you know just kind of trying to uh, you, you know um, what's the word I'm looking for. Just try, just trying to, to to keep enemies at bay, you know, in in increasing numbers. And um, there are a lot of people who are comparing this game, uh, combat wise, um, to God of War or something like that. Combat wise, I don't see it as much. I mean, I think that the brutal executions, you know, those those are kind of like God of War esque, right? Um, but the combat itself is is much different. It's a little bit. I mean, it's not as fleshed out as something like God of War Ragnarok, you know. Um, but what, where this game really does kind of draw a lot of parallels to the God of War like series in general um, is you have these like winding corridors and stuff like that, places you walk through where you need to like go off the the beaten path to find the chest or you know money. Um, the main the main thing you want to find in this game is like gold coins uh, because that's how you upgrade your weapons. Uh, you upgrade your skills by, you know, getting skill points from XP. Uh, but if you're just, if, you know, if you want to use your upgrade, your weapons, you know, you, you need to grab coins and, and money and stuff like that. So there's pouches of money laying around. There's chests full of money. And then, there, then there's these big chests that um, sometimes you got to like solve a little puzzle or something to get to. And they usually have like a skill in there or um, something like that, a new upgrade. Or sometimes they have a new piece of clothing. Like I found a ghost skin for my rifle, which is pretty cool, you know. Uh, and th that's very, um, that's very God of War esque when you're looking for those chests. And the the the, 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 the more or less like the disappointing thing about the game, it, it is it is very linear. You're you're just like going through these areas. You know when there's going to be an enemy encounter because the area gets bigger. You know, like they don't they don't have you confined to the corridors for fighting like in like a God of War game. Um, there are rele there are relegated areas that are big. They're open. They have like explosives that you can shoot. They have um, these like um, steel uh, spiky columns that you can punch enemies into, and the areas are set up for combat. And it's unfortunate that it's so, like, straightforward like that, because I think once in the game there was, like, an enemy in a mineshaft that I wasn't expecting, right? But it was, like, a, just a basic, like, three basic enemies, so it's like, who cares? Um, it's unfortunate that you can kind of predict where enemies are going to be coming, and you can kind of prepare yourself for that, because, uh, you know, when, when you're playing, like, God of War Ragnarok, you know, and you're going through a, a confined area... There is a chance that you know an enemy is gonna, you know, a group of enemies is gonna pop up and you're gonna have to fight them. Uh, in this game, there's really no, you know, no no reason to think that an enemy is going to attack you in a corridor um, unless it starts to widen a little bit, you know. Um, but there are there are also some traversal stuff in the game. Uh, it's all you know just automatic, so you don't need to do much player input. Um, one of the main ones that you can do 
is uh, you know swinging. You know, you, you shoot like a rope and you swing across a cavern. Uh, you can punch objects to move boulders and stuff out of the way. Um, you can shoot objects to, to bring ropes and, and bodies down because sometimes there's hangmen who have uh, items on them. Uh, there's also just, you know, regular, like, you know, jumping over objects and, and shimmying across walls and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's not as like, it, it's, it, it's, like I said, it's very like God of War 2018-esque, I would say, because that game was much less involved in the exploration aspect of it, right? Uh, there's no like climbing walls or anything like that. It's just a lot of like, you know, jump over this, you know, squeeze through that, you know, um, which is kind of unfortunate, but you know, I think it works just fine for the game itself. I don't know if this game is going to be, you know, high on anyone's, you know, top 10 list of the year, but I do think that this is going to be kind of like a sleeper hit. It's one of those games that a lot of passion and work was put into it, but it wasn't like, it's not like wholly unique enough to kind of like catch people's eyes as much as something like Callisto Protocol, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I still am really enjoying the game. I really do like the combat. I think that it's really well done. It's really nice and flowing. There's a good amount of enemy variety to kind of keep you on the on your toes from regular grunts to dudes who explode. Uh, there's like these guys who carry shields and you got to break the shield and then, you know, hit them in the face, you know. There's like these giant bat creatures that are kind of like mini bosses that you fight every so often. Um, there's uh, these guys with like like butcher knives who are big and you, you gotta let it when you do the execution on them you like grab their machete and slice their head off you know there's there's cool stuff like that in the game still and uh the, oh, the graphics look really good too um the only the only place that this game is severely lacking and i would say severely lacking uh, is the voice acting department and i just um you know i i try to ignore ignore that because i think the gameplay is fantastic but it sound it it definitely sounds like this game was record like voice recorded during the pandemic you know home setups um you know people didn't like people weren't bouncing off of each other so sometimes you'll get a line delivery that sounds like the person is you know it sounds like there's like trying to like bounce off of someone right like there's they're like they're saying in, in a way that they are responding to someone but the thing is that in the context of the game the person is talking to themselves and they didn't get any. They didn't get enough direction from the team to truly uh, get the the correct voice delivery out of that. And that part of the game may turn some people away. Personally, it's it's not terrible. Like it is lacking, but it's not terrible. Um, and I think that if you like the gameplay, you're gonna be able to power through the 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 voice acting no problem. And the main character, um, what's his name, Ren Renier or something like that. He's, I mean, he does a good job. Like, his performance is really good, but it's just everyone else around him just kind of like, you know, it seems like they're phoning it in or they're not really giving their all or they're not getting the correct direction on their line delivery. And that does, you know, pull things down a little bit, especially because there is a lot of, like, dialogue in the game. There's a good amount of cutscenes that happen that, um, uh, I like how they look, like, the cutscenes look beautiful. It's just that when the characters start talking, it's, it's just like, it's kind of like, oh, it takes me out of it a little bit. And another thing that I have noticed, which is another minor thing as well, but when you're kind of roaming around your little, um, your little, uh, home base area, uh, when someone talks to you, their mouths don't open when they talk. <laughs> and I think that they just ran out of time. And honestly, I think that they probably should have delayed this game, like, maybe a month to get some of this stuff down. Um, it's unfortunate that there's you know, some quality of life instances here that are popping up that 
are kind of bringing the game down. But like I said, the combat is what is what the uh, the main portion of this game is. I do believe that there is a demo out for the game, so if you want to try it out, you can see if you like what you're what what what's what it's offering. Um, I personally think that the combat itself will get me through to the end of the game. Will it get it on any top ten list this year? Um, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't think so. There's there's much else. There's a lot else that came out this year that I really liked more. Um, but so far, it is enjoyable. It's gonna. It's probably gonna be one of those games that people go, "Oh, remember Evil West?" And people will be like, "Huh?" And you'll be like, "Oh yeah, Evil West was a pretty fun game. It was. It was kind of cool." And then you know it'll be like a little bit of a sleeper hit. You know that's the way I'm seeing it right now. But yeah, in general, it's just a fun game. And also, I did find out that there is co-op in the game. Uh, there is a two-player mode, uh, so you can go through it with a friend. I did not know that until recently when I saw a trailer for the game on um, Matt McMuscles. He was doing a What Happened on DK64. So uh, there was a little... Th I guess there is co there is co-op in it, so I didn't, I didn't know that. But anyway, that's Evil West. Thought I might just kind of talk about that a little bit. I don't have a ton to say about it because it is still kind of like a... Um, you know, kind of like a, you know, by the numbers, kind of bare bones, kind of like game because, you know, like with God of War, you know, I talk about that game for an hour because there's so much to talk about. And Evil West is like, you shoot people, you punch vampires. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are some cool things in the game. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of cool things. Like, you get a flamethrower uh, about a quarter of the way through, which is pretty cool. Um, You know, there's like this, uh, this like glimmer or glamour or whatever they call it and it like hides um hides things the vampires use the highest to hide things and you gotta find a way to to get around it and break through the the spell and i found like this whole section in like a lumber mill was really cool and then the big reveal as to what the vampires were hiding was also like a really cool reveal and a really awesome boss fight happens in that next area um so there are some things that i would say like yeah that was you know there are some really good things happening in this game but there also are some some negatives in the game that are kind of deterring um, my full enjoyment of the game so just take that with take that with what you will if you want to check the game out i would highly recommend it especially if you like action um kind of games uh you know stuff like like the original like god of war 2018 this game is is very much kind of in that same vein where it's mostly focused on the combat and the areas you explore you know you got you got a few puzzles in here here or there and and the and the exploration is pretty limited um in general there's no like big open area or something like that but there are you know it does have it does share a few similarities between god of war 2018 and and its traversal techniques in this game and how it you know kind of like loads areas with with you doing minimal tasks right um, but all in all, I, would I give it a recommend? Yeah, I think I would give it a recommend, especially if you like games like God of War or something like that. It definitely, it, it definitely, um, scratches that itch of like huge amounts of gore, fun gameplay, um, and you know, some, some good little, little tiny puzzles to solve here or there, but nothing like too major. Right. Um, so you know, there you go. You know, take that with what you will. Uh, I, I guess I'll quickly just reiterate positives combat 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 finding like the gold and stuff in the environment is pretty fun um and there are some reveals and stuff like that through the through the story some new weapons and stuff you get that are also like building up the experience and, and being really good the negative the main negative is the voice acting in the game is not as good as i was hoping it was going to be uh and there's some like technical things like the mouse not moving on the npcs when you're walking by them and they're talking to you or you know there there was also um um, 
you know, just like the line delivery of the game in general is also a little bit lacking, especially on characters who aren't the main character. So that's Evil West. If you like what you heard, go for it. I'm saying I'm going to recommend to people who just want a good action game. If you're looking for a story and, you know, whatever, you might want to look somewhere else. But I would say try out a demo of the game. Give it a chance. See if you like it. If you don't, you know, no skin off your nose because you didn't pay for the demo. If you do like it, then yeah, just splurge over a couple bucks for it. Uh, possibly get it on a sale, though. Right now it's not on sale, even though it's Black Friday weekend. The problem is it came out this weekend, so <laughs> there you go. All right, Evil West, out of the way. Done. Uh, let's talk about Fall Guys Season 3, right? At some point when Fall Guys went free-to-play, they restarted the season. It is Season 3. This is one's called, um, what is it called? Sunken Sunken Secrets. It's called Sunken Secrets. This one, um, you know, I think, personally, I think that the Battle Pass for this season uh, has a lot better costumes in it than the second season. And the first season, uh, the second season did have a few cool ones like the Xenomorph. And there was the one that was like the galaxy costume where the galaxy was was your like your skin, which was pretty cool. Right. Um, but season three seems to have really brought the the Huspa, you know, with with the with the with the costumes that you can get. Um, there's one. Uh, obviously, SpongeBob is being added into the game. So you, you, you get SpongeBob through the season pass. And then they're also going to add like a bunch of other crusty crew members um, in, as like, you know, DLC add on not DLC, but, you know, you buy it with coins and stuff like that. New skins coming out um, right now. There's some Street Fighter skins in the store, which are pretty cool. They got Ryu and a, a few uh, two other characters. Um, and. This season pass is just it has some really fun looking skins of some really cool looking things. They put a bunch more um, of the like f um, like when you win, they put a bunch more of those like winning animations in there. There's one very early on that's like a floppy fish that I really enjoyed. And I put that one on. I feel like they really went all out and putting like the cool stuff into the season pass on this one. Which is nice because a season pass really doesn't cost that much in the game. You know, I was I was saying how actually I'm going to talk about this probably in a minute, but uh, how Modern Warfare 2 season pass was pretty affordable. Uh, this one is also pretty affordable, especially if you don't get like the 25 tier bonus thing, right? And um, I feel like I'm 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 going through it pretty fast. In in all things considered, I mean, obviously I'm not going as fast as other people because I'm not playing it every day anymore. Um, but you know, it, it seems like, uh, they put a lot of good stuff into the season pass that makes it worth the like $10 price tag, you know, um, the new maps that they've added for the let's get Kraken playlist. Um, there's some highs and there's a lot of lows, honestly. Um, I think the, the, the offerings from the last two seasons have been better in general. Um, even though there's some maps from season two that I would rather not play like the, um, the Star Charter one uh, and the uh, Button Factory one, which is still fun, but it's just, you know, whatever. Um, in Season 3, there's a few maps that I just feel like they they miss the mark on it, right? One of them being um, this, like, one where it's, like, Blast Ball, except there's you're, like, in Atlantis, and there's a bunch of platforms that are kind of teetering and tottering and stuff like that. Usually not enough people on the map to make it competitive, and usually it, it if it does go to the end, there's always like a handful of people still on the map, and 
it's unfortunate. I feel like they could have done so much better with this one by having more people be on the map, more people be eliminated, you know, kind of like hoverboard heroes, how that is like a big dumpster for eliminating every bean on the planet. Um, they could have done the same thing with this one where it's like, oh, uh, you know, you just need to survive. And if you survive, then you're good to go. You know, they could have done something like that and had, you know, maybe like 25 beans on the map. And that would have been perfect, I think. Or maybe just have eliminated like 10 people out of 20 beans. You know, I think that would have been perfect. But instead, they, you know, they put like they put like 15 beans on the map and you eliminate like three or five. And it's like, OK, whatever. So that one was kind of a missed mark. My, I like the design. Don't get me wrong. I like the design. But. There's not enough uh, obstacles or anything like that to keep it interesting. And then I believe the finale, the new finale, where, like, you have to press buttons, and if the button goes away, then a tentacle replaces it. You know, you can press the button three times, and then a tentacle pops up and tries to smack people around. I Once again, I like the idea. I think the idea is, is okay. I just think the execution is a little bit off um, because... It just, I don't know. It, there's something about it, you know. Sometimes the platforms will shift and 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 go vertical, you know, sink down like the Titanic, you know, um, and then they'll go back to normal. And you know, of course, after a while, all the tentacles will be up on the field and trying to target you, and that that can get a bit tricky. But it is kind of like a kind of boring finale up until like the last few people are there who you know maybe have survived the entire round. Like that's when it gets intense. Before that, it's just like you know, milling about, you know, maybe dodging a player or here or there, maybe one or two tentacles. Uh, does, it doesn't really get interesting until the whole map is tentacles, you know what I'm saying? But there are some fun things they've added. You know, obviously there's the new diving mechanic where you can go onto the slippy slide and dive and go fast, right? And, you know, as I was saying to, like, fellow, I think, or Squid Daddy was in the chat, I was saying, like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not enough to make me go, whoa, you know, it's not, like, a cool enough mechanic to be, like, oh, this, this, is, a, this is a whole new thing, right? You know, when, when Season 2 came around, they added in a bunch of new obstacles, they added the disappearing hexagons that reappear, you know, they added in the portals, they added in all these different things, and it's like, oh, yeah, that definitely was worth a season, you know? And this one, really the only thing that they added that of note is this diving mechanic where if you dive on a, on a slimy slide, you'll go a little bit faster than, than, than standing on your two feet, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's fun. Sure, there's some, there's two, there are three maps that are designed around this where you have to go through hoops, and th those are fun. I do like those a lot. Uh, one of them is like a uh, race to the end, you know, kind of thing. Um, another one is you collect... You, you go through the hoops and you try to get 25 points in total, you know, and there's some different ways you can go. Uh, the third one is like this uh, one where you follow a line from the star and you have to go to the right portal. And there's some slides in between that can give you the edge if someone doesn't know what they're doing. But in general, it's not like a cool enough uh, new mechanic to warrant me like praising them endlessly, you know, like it's not like that great. I think the main star of this season is truly that this this content the uh, season pass content with the with the that that's nautical themed and what better way to do that than to introduce like SpongeBob and stuff like that into this nautical themed one there you know, there's a Kraken skin there's a seagull skin there's a captain with a golden anchor for a hand you know um there's a there, oh oh I will say there is one thing that I think is really interesting that they should probably keep forever and that is the time trials Essentially, what you do is you try and get the best time in the top five times on a map, uh, get the, a crown or, or 20 shards, crown shards, right? And I think that is such a cool thing. You know, you get, you get like three minutes to kind of 
try and get your best run you can. There's little clocks that you can pick up that'll pause your timer. And like I said, the best the best times win. And I think that is such a good idea. And I know that it's not fully implemented right now. Uh, I believe on Monday or Tuesday this week, um, they're going to implement a like a whole playlist for that where you know people get eliminated if they don't get the, a top like. 15 10 5 time you know uh which should be pretty interesting and i am interested in looking into getting into that um yeah i I think that this is the best thing that they've added so far is is the time trial thing and i just wish there were more maps that were implementing this time trial mechanic because right now i've only played two lily pad leapers and um the raceway uh one from season one i feel like they need to put more maps into the mix there you know uh, that's, that's, that's kind of like a problem in, with Fall Guys in general right now is, you know, once they have their playlist of maps, you get the same ones over and over and over again for about a week, which is also one of those reasons why I'm kind of like falling off of the game a little bit because, you know, I get my daily challenges done. Maybe I get my, all my weekly challenges done in a couple of days and I just go, you know, what am I really working towards right now? Other than my daily challenges, that'll take about five to 10 minutes of game time. Um, and after that, I go, okay, well, we've seen all the maps for this rotation, you know, let's move on to something else, you know, which is unfortunate because I really, they, they have so many good levels. They have so many good maps that they've made and to relegate a week or a day to just a handful of handpick select levels is unfortunate. I, I really, I really was, I really was hoping that they would mix in more maps for this season. Unfortunately, though, it seems like they've kind of kept to like a 10 map rotation for each game mode, which is kind of unfortunate. But in general, I'm satisfied with the season pass and I do like most of the maps for, I would say three out of five of the maps for the new season are good. Um, and I'm enjoying those those three maps and then the other two maps I'm kind of indifferent about right um, and you know I'm 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 hoping that you know they they keep the time trial stuff in there obviously this week I feel like the, you know since on the challenges they're saying there's more challenges coming soon for the for the for the date for the challenges thing um, I'm I'm thinking that they're gonna make a playlist of time trial stuff which will be fun and I feel like that'll really keep me going um, unfortunately the time trial stuff doesn't give you a lot of season pass bucks or whatever the XP to the season pass but. It's still fun to do, and I, I don't I don't mind that. So yeah, that's season three of Fall Guys. Kind of a mixed bag, but in general, I'm satisfied with it. And if you just want the costumes, the season pass is actually worth it. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about Modern Warfare 2. As you may or may not know, I spent a better part of this year saying how I was not going to get Modern Warfare 2, and I would never get Modern Warfare 2 unless it was on a sale. I ended up picking it up because I had like thirty the thirty five dollars in um, coupons at Best Buy um, to spend, and I said, you know what, that's a fair price for me. Uh, ended up being one of my favorite games so far this year. Um, the campaign is solid. There's only a couple grievances I have here or there that I've already outlined in my talk about the game. Um, the multiplayer offerings are the best that they have been in quite some time. I would say that the, that the multiplayer has been the most fun that I've had in a multiplayer experience this year so far, uh, besides from fall guys, I would say in for, for games that have come out this year, 
This is my favorite multiplayer experience right now. I mean, I've just been playing it over so much, so much. I sit down to play a match or two, and I'm, I'm playing for an hour or two hours, you know. I sit down at 9 o'clock to play a couple matches before the end of the night, and uh, before I know it's 11 o'clock, you know. And I'm just I'm just playing the shoot house rotation, the, the, the one map. And it's so, like, that one map is so much fun. Shoot house is the best map they've ever made in any Call of Duty game. And as I... As I figure out the systems, like, you know, obviously, as I said before, you need to level up certain guns to get new versions of that gun. And there's a way more base guns in this game than there were in the 2018 Modern Warfare. Um, and you can build off of those and build new weapons and, and do crazy configurations with these guns. And I've been I've been trying to make the goofiest setups ever, but they work, you know. Like I've been trying to make like the goofiest guns ever. There's this new gun from the season pass, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, that's called like the BASP or something like that. And it's a submachine gun. And I was kind of looking at it and I'm like, hmm, this kind of looks like a James, like a, a, a uh, like a Nightfire gun, you know, a game that uh, a gun that was in James Bond 007 Night, Nightfire. And so as I upgraded the weapon and I kind of tooled it and tweaked it, I made it into the James Bond weapon that I remember from as a kid. And it was amazing. <laughs> I added a 50 round magazine to it. And, hmm, beautiful. Perfect. Uh, and I've been, I've just been like really enjoying the game. Like, yes, of course, you'll still have those, those matches where nothing goes your way. And it's kind of like, oh shit, you know, here we go. This is going to be a low scoring affair. I'm not going to get many kills here. Or maybe, you know, they're, they're like dominating in domination where they have like all three maps for 90% of the match. And you're just like getting killed every second. You're getting flashbanged here, left and right. You know, people are using their marksman rifles to, 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 to do quick scopes on you and, you're like, ah, this is this is awful. Luckily, though, one like since every time you get a new match, a new ma a new lobby, luckily that problem does go away quickly. You know, you'll have a match or two like that, and then the rest of your matches will be normal to good. You know, and that's the thing about the rotation of Modern Warfare Two is like, yeah, I, 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 like I can have a terrible match. You know, and, and go like eleven and and twenty. You know, or whatever, eleven and twenty five. And I'll uh, I'll go into another match, and maybe it's maybe it's because I'm using a different weapon, or maybe it's because the players are not as skillful as the ones who were just you know I was just playing against. But then I'll do something egregious and go like thirty and and eleven. Or you know, yesterday I had a, a hard point match where I went forty one and thirteen, and I was like, what? I got two I got two separate quad feeds. One of them was from a cruise missile, and I wiped out the entire enemy team. Uh, and then another one was just from using the RPK and, and just kind of aiming like down a corridor that's that's on this map and just everyone was coming around the corner and they would not stop coming around the corner. I just kept I just I had a 75 round magazine on my RPK and I just killed them uh, one after the other. It was amazing. And I was having so much fun last night playing um, and it really reminded me of like playing like Modern for three Modern for two. You know, those those old days where I was just playing nonstop and having so much fun with it. And this time around, I'm back. I'm back. I was out of Call of Duty for a little bit and I'm back, you know. I think that I think that um, you know, Call of Duty obviously has like spurts of like good and bad games. Um, you know, Call of Duty World War Two put me back into the series, and then, you know, twenty eighteen, you know, Modern Warfare twenty eighteen came out and I was like, Oh, it's fine and I didn't play it like for too long. Um, and then like Cold War came out and I barely played that Vanguard came out and I hated that, uh, but they dragged me right back in with Modern Warfare 2. I don't know what to say. It's just a, I've just been having a blast with it. 
And that's just that's just the multiplayer. I haven't touched the campaign since I finished the the the, the main story. Um, obviously, there's still like the co-op section of the game that I feel like is a little bit more refined from what I've heard about it uh, than the 2018 game. Uh, they have a new ground war where it's 24 versus 24 instead of like 20 versus 20, which was the 2018 game. And that feels like a battlefield experience. I tell you what, like if you want, if you want a, a good battlefield experience, go to Call of Duty Modern for two and you and do ground war. There's tanks, there's choppers, there's people parachuting in. You can spawn on your teammates. There's like seven, six objectives to capture. You know, there's a bunch of people on the map, so you're never you're never gonna not find someone. You know, um, it's it's a it's, it was a lot of fun. It's the first time I played it last night, and it was a lot of fun, and I really was enjoying my time with it. And I think that it's gonna be a mode that I play uh, a, a a little bit more often, you know, especially if they if they if they decide to do away with the shoot house playlist. Uh, but that was a lot of fun there. And then, I mean, obviously there's the new DMZ game mode. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that is. I never got around to installing the Warzone 2 content because it's just such a big file size. Um, but, you know, if, if I'm enjoying the game enough, I may I may swing around and try out this DMZ mode that everyone's praising. Um, and also, like, you get a gun from completing a DMZ mission or something like that. So, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And right now, uh, there's the... Uh, season pass that's going on season one and i bought the season pass with 21 with 25 extra tokens right and i was thinking that that was going to be like 40 50 dollars no, it was 20 dollars it was 20 dollars of coins and i was like this is an amazing incredible deal you get you get a whole slew of new content a new two new weapons a bunch of new operator skins a bunch of new weapons, pre, you know, pre-made le- weapons that they, they they've been doing since 2018. They get these pre-made weapons that are that are special configurations. Um, sometimes they have more attachments than they're allowed. Sometimes they have they have cool skins and stuff like that. And of course, you get new vehicle skins, new emblems, new um, new cam not camos, but new like stickers and emblems and and little keychains that p- put on your gun and. I don't I don't know what what's happened to me, but th- this is like one of my favorite battle pass systems I've ever seen where you don't exactly go across the finite line like in Fall Guys. It's a map and you pick what you want to unlock on the map. It's kind of like Risk, where it's like as long as you're touching a section of the map, you can unlock anything from that section. So if if you know you start off on one place and you have the option of going to three different locations on this map. And it, once you unlock all five of the of the things inside the this the section of the map with the tokens, it unlocks the next part of the map. And sometimes that can splinter off into two different places, one different place, three different places. And you can just kind of choose, pick and choose what you want to unlock first. And I think this is an amazing way to do a battle pass system. I think it's much better than. Uh, you know, the old Call of Duty Battle Pass systems. I think it's much better than something like Overwatch's Battle Pass system or even Fall Guys' Battle Pass system. It's just, it feels so good. You earn coins, you unlock whatever you want, whatever you want to unlock next. Um, and you're not, you're not, you're, you're not just going across a finite line of, of like, you have to do this and then this and then this and this, you can kind of have a little bit more freedom to pick what you want. And if you're playing the game like me, you should be getting through it pretty quickly. And I'm already almost to the final quadrant of my map. 
Um, and earning coins has been a, a real blast, you know, like, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm prestige like level 71 or something now. And, um, you know, I've been earning coins pretty fast. It's like every five matches I get, I get one coin and the matches for shoot house are usually so quick. You know, you get, you, you do five matches in a, in a matter of like 30, the, the, the 40 minutes, you know, which is really, uh, really good. So yeah, I, I've just, I've been having a lot of fun with it, you know, leveling up my guns. I'm, I'm trying to get every single weapon that I like using up to the max level. And then I'm going to go through some of the weapons that I don't like, but I've, I've, I've found weapons that I really, really click with the entire, like, I, I know they're not called the AK 47, but the entire AK 47 like line is great. And it's, it has like six or seven weapons attached to that original weapon. And all the weapons in the tier for the AK-47 like guns are just so good. I use them all the time. Same thing with the first weapon you get. I, I'm going to call it the M4A1 type uh, tree line. Um, there's so many different weapons you got to use in that one that are really good. Uh, the only problem is the F-TAC Recon is the second weapon you get, which is a marksman rifle. And that kind of sucks to get up to level 15. I'm not going to lie. That, that gun kind of sucks a little bit. But... Once you get past that, you get the Hurricane, and the Hurricane is one of the best SMGs in the game. Um, there's 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 a bunch of different weapon lines that I'm really enjoying, and there's some weapons that I'm really gravitating towards, and I'm starting to level up these guns all the way to uh, unlock all their attachments, and then, of course, you have to unlock attachments with other guns, so you got to play with other guns, and the camos unlock across the board for each, for all weapons, which is also, like, really amazing to me, like... You do the challenges for a specific weapon, and you just unlock the camo for all weapons. It's like, that's crazy good. Uh, crazy interesting. Um, and I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just like, sometimes I do miss like the simplicity of like, you know, Call of Duty 2 and going into a Call of Duty match and just having like, you know, the MP44 and that's it. You know, you, you can't put any attachments on it. Sometimes I do miss that simplicity. But then I think back to like, you know, oh, that everyone just uses the MP44. No one's using anything else. Maybe a maybe a sniper rifle here and there, but yeah, it's mostly just this weapon, you know. In in this instance, you know, the, anyone can tool a weapon to the way they like it. I personally have been tooling things to be aiming faster. Uh, I feel like you 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 more more than often, more more often than not, you you got to beat the person you're going against in the aiming game. And you pull up your weapon faster, and you start getting body shots, headshots faster. You're good. You're good to go. Um, so I've been I've been more so leaning towards quick aiming rather than hip firing or anything else, uh, mobility and stuff like that, uh, which has been working pretty well for me. Um, and of course, you know, there's always going to be those people who have a better setup. Maybe they're using a shotgun with like you know long range shells, and they're using the you know the the whatever it's called, the Olympia or whatever. And and those matches can can get kind of annoying when the enemy team is like using riot shields and shotguns and knives and dual wielding pistols. Right now, the meta seems to be riot shield on the back, akimbo pistols. Uh, and that seems to be a new meta in the game for some reason. Um, I've seen that a lot. There's a lot of people trying to go around with knives because the um the tight the the title cards you can get for knives are like all like these anime women. <laughs> <laughs> so people are trying to get uh, as many melee kills as they can to get those unlocked. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of like, it's just gonna, it's just been re a really fun time. And I, I apologize if, if I've been a huge hypocrite here, but as I've always tried to tell myself, never judge a game before it's out. And I made that mistake. I judged Modern for two before it was out just simply based on my 
love for the original Modern Warfare 2 and for like my hatred of Call of Duty Vanguard, I just I just I let I let my feelings overcome my my normal functioning brain. And that was my fault. That was my bad. So, you know, um, if you haven't tried out Modern Warfare 2, it's one of those games that right now I'm kind of recommending. I mean, obviously, if you don't like first person shooters, you should probably stay away from this one. If you don't like, you know, sweaty lobbies, you probably should stay away from this one. You know, obviously, Overwatch 2 does it in a style where it's like, you know, everyone's kind of on a, a level playing field with their characters. Um, and it's a, it's a hero shooter. So, you know, every character is, is, is different and they do that well, you know, and, um, but, but with Call of Duty Modern for two, it just, it just feels so much better to go around a corner using my, you know, James Bond gun and just get a triple kill. And it feels so good to just do that, you know, or use the RPK and, and you're aiming down your sights and you kill one guy and then another one pops up. No, 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 and you're just, and you're just capping them left and right. It's just, it feels so good. It really does. Um, so yeah, I, I find that the, the battle pass system for Modern Warfare 2 is, is, is nice. It's, it, if it's, it's good. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, it, it's just been a really fun, entertaining online experience as I've said before, you'll have those matches where nothing seems to go right for you. Trust me, I have them too. And yeah, you know, a lot of times you just got to mute your lobby you're in. You know, there's there's a lot of times where you just got to mute it because someone's being toxic or they left their mic on and their TV's super loud, you know. There's times where you, yeah, just, just mute the lobby. That's all you got to do in those situations. And if you're not a big fan of like the real quick PvP action... If you head over the ground war, I guarantee you might have a better time. I guarantee that you might have a better time. <laughs> That's a great sentence, Yemi. But I think you will have a better time if you're not enjoying the fast action pace, smaller maps of the multiplayer. Maybe ground war will be something that you enjoy. Like if you've already bought the game and you're struggling with the multiplayer, try ground war. Honestly, that 24 v 24, you're not going to run into the same person over and over and over again. Uh, and a lot of times you'll be able to get a few quick kills and, you know, and, and go from there. So, you know, let me know how you're feeling about Modern Warfare. I've been enjoying it a lot. I pretty much play it nightly at this point, and it might just be because it's, it's like, you know, it's new and I'm enjoying it. Um, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see if my love for this game goes into next year. You know, that's, that's a real, that's the real thing. You know, I, I can put, you know, a, a million games on my top 10 list or, you know, top a million list. Um, but the real the real thing is like, am I going to be talking about them? Am I going to be playing them into the next year? That's the real, that's the real, um, you know, question there. Uh, other than that, um, I don't really have anything else to report right now. Played a bit more Pentiment, got bored. I think I might not, I probably not going to finish that game, even though it's really interesting. And I really like the art style and direction. I just cannot, I cannot, it's just a little bit boring. Um, and, uh, I'm going to keep, plowing away on Sonic Frontiers and stuff like that, try and get those games done. Uh, really excited for Callisto Protocol to come out next week. Uh, really interested in, in talking about that, so we'll go from there. Uh, as of right now, we're playing Oogie Boogie's Revenge on stream. I'm hoping to get it done by Tuesday because that's the end of the month, and uh, I have big plans for December, so stay tuned for that. All right, let's jump into uh, what's in the news. All right, the Golden Joystick Awards were this past week, and let's go over the winners of the of the awards. So, 
we'll just start at the top here uh, in no particular order, I guess. Uh, best storytelling went to Horizon Forbidden West. I'm I, I I kind of agree with that. I think that there is a good a good um like you know it's one of those games where like side missions can feel like main missions, main missions can feel like side missions. You know they they've done a good job of telling the story in the game. I I do like that. A lot of great writing as well. Um, the still playing award went to Genshin Impact. I feel like Genshin Impact might win this award for the next couple of years just because it's very very popular. Best visual design went to Elden Ring. I don't know if I can agree with this one completely, but I do think that Elden Ring had a lot of great enemy design and and area design. So I I, I do see you know how you know why it happened, why that happened. <laughs> uh, Studio of the year was From Software. Uh, best game expansion with the Cuphead, the, the delicious last course. Which I mean, come on. I mean, if any other game, any other expansion wins this, it would be a travesty. Best early access launch with the Slime Rancher two. Okay. Uh, best indie game went to Cult of the Lamb. Very good. Like that pick. Like that pick. Uh, there's a lot of great indie games this year, but Cult of the Lamb was definitely like the best of of them all. Uh, maybe maybe next to Ali Ali World. Maybe they're they're kind of on the same level. Um, best multiplayer game with the Elden Ring. Um, I didn't really play Elden Ring multiplayer. I, I I helped you know a person a people here or there every so often. But I never like played like the PvP or anything like that, so I I don't have any um you know I don't have any you know thoughts about that. Uh, best audio went to Metal Hell Singer as it should. Best game trailer went to Goat Simulator Three, which I do agree that was a great you know reveal trailer. Uh, best game community went to Final Fantasy Fourteen. Best gaming hardware went to the Steam Deck. The Breakthrough Award. I'm not sure what this one means. Maybe just like a game that uh, a first time game from a developer. Uh, this went to Vampire Survivors, which looks which was pretty good, I guess. Uh, I think Kalos is playing this, where you kind of like just randomly kill um, enemies around you in a Castlevania style, but it's top down. Yeah, you, you gotta check it out to see what I mean. Uh, the Critics' Choice Award went to Elden Ring. Uh, best performance went to Manon Gage, who plays Marissa Marcel in Immortality. Or is that reversed? Manon Gage, who was played by Marissa, or eh, whatever. You get the you get the picture. All right, here we go. Nintendo Game of the Year went to Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I feel like it should have gone to Kirby. Like, come on. If if there's one Pokemon, uh, not Pokemon, if there's one Nintendo game that has come out in this past year that deserves that slot, it's Kirby. Uh, but whatever. Uh, PC Game of the Year went to Return to Monkey Island. I still haven't played that. I'm kicking myself every day that I don't play it. Uh, PlayStation Game of the Year went to Stray, interestingly enough. Uh, the Xbox Game of the Year, though, went to Grounded, which is another interesting one. Uh, most Wanted Game went to Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Of course, I feel like that's going to win also at the Game Awards. And then the Ultimate Game of the Year went to Elden Ring, which is understandable. I'm not surprised at all. So yeah, um, that's your that's your list for the Golden Joystick Awards. Nothing nothing egregious here at all. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, check that out if you want to. Um, seems like it was a pretty fun show. Uh, but obviously, more people at these days care about um, the Game Awards, uh, which is coming around in a couple weeks. Here, uh, apparently, there's going to be a, a reveal trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor in there, so everyone's going to be watching for that. We'll see if that if that actually happens, but. Anyway, that's Golden Joystick Awards. Woohoo! All right. Uh, so, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, this the main character has been revealed. Essentially, they they did a big like uh, information dump on Twitter 
from Guerrilla Games about the new playable character in the VR game called Rias. Um, hold on, let me load the Twitter page here. I forgot to do that. My bad, my bad. Slap me later. Uh, meet Rias, the protagonist of Horizon Call of the Mountain, a former Shadow Karja with many regrets. He seeks redemption and freedom in this upcoming adventure created exclusively for the PlayStation VR 2. Born to a noble Karja family, Rias is driven and skilled, though he is, has lost faith in himself. After becoming a master climber during his youth, his time as a Shadow Karja was, has also made him a capable fighter and machine hunter, adept with a bow. Uh, not much is known about his appearance, although he has kept some of the Shadow Karja gear. He has succumbed all markings and insignia from it. He has scrubbed, I'm sorry, scrubbed all markings and insignia from it. He knows his past actions, including his role in the separation of a young prince, Itamin, um, will never be forgiven by the world. Still, he seeks to regain his honor. It makes sense that you're playing as a Shadow Karja. Uh, they have like a whole little plot in, in the main, in the Horizon Forbidden West, uh, where like a guy gets lost on a mountain and you gotta go save him. Um, sounds like a pretty, I mean, sounds pretty good. Um, I think that uh, this is a good, um, um, I think this is a good uh, little little character meet you know meet the character kind of thing right here gives you a little bit of information behind the character. Uh, still kind of I'm still kind of torn on getting a place in VR two right away. I, I think that I am going to wait on it a little bit just to kind of save up some money. Uh, I it does look like there's a good slew of games coming out that are going to be worth picking up. Um, and people are asking, is this going to be available on the PS4? I I would I would highly doubt it at this point. They haven't mentioned anything about the original PSVR. I think they also came out and said that it's not going to be on the original one because the new PSVR controller is just so much different than the the you know the the little uh don you know the little freaking dildos you use for the original PlayStation. So I it's definitely I don't I I, I would say I'm 99 sure it's never going to come to the PSVR one. Um, so unfortunately, if you only have a PSVR one, you know you're gonna have to you you might have to you know, wait on this one. All right. The Callisto protocol, there's some DLC and a, and a season pass that's been, uh, that has been revealed on steam. Uh, and people were kind of confused. They were saying, Hey, why isn't this stuff just in the game? Um, apparently there's new death animations. Uh, of course there's like DLC, like storylines, content packs, adding more death animations. As I already said, the contagion bundle, which is adding 13 more death sequences, and a Riot Bundle, which introduces 12 more Death Scene anim animations. Uh, and there are more to the bundles, including, you know, obviously, like I said, new modes, skins, story, enemies, stuff like that. So it's not just, you know, new stuff for the main game. It looks like they're adding new stuff for future installments. Uh, they said in a statement on Twitter, they said that um, they're not holding anything back from the main game's release for the season pass. We haven't even started working on the content yet. It's all new stuff that we'll be that we'll be working on in the new year. Fans have asked for even more deaths, so we're making it a priority. Which, I mean, makes sense. I think it is interesting that they're launching like a season pass, quote unquote, for the game. I I feel like maybe that's kind of what is is the main driving force of people's confusion because it's like, why would you have a season pass with a single player, you know, game? Um, right now at this point, like it would it it will probably be interesting to see what they do in the future with this game. Um and I am I'm still very excited for it. I don't think I'm gonna get the season pass right away. We'll see what people say about the content in it. Um but as you know, Kalista Protocol is huge on the gory death animations. 
Um, and it seems like, you know, they're going to be adding new enemies and new story, which means they're going to be adding new death animations and stuff like that. So should be pretty interesting to see. I'm, I'm wondering what else they have planned for this. Maybe, maybe like a survival co-op mode would be kind of cool to add in there. Um, but, uh, we'll have to see, we'll have to see how the game performs, I guess, to, to determine that. Or either way, they, you know, if they haven't even started on the stuff yet, it, it could be, it could be something like, oh, we have to see how many units we sell, you know, that, that, that get working on our more ambitious things. Um, but anyway, I don't want to speculate too much. Uh, I'm interested. I'm, I'm very excited for this game. There's like a new TV spot. That's like a live action thing. And it looked really good when we, I was watching, um, the football, uh, I think it was during the Bills and Lions game. They did like this really great uh, Callisto Protocol, like live action thing. And it got me hyped. You know, I was with my family. I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, what happened? I'm like, uh, nothing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's Callisto Protocol's DLC plans. Here's some fun news. Uh, the Xbox 360 controller is officially making a comeback thanks to Hyperkin. If you don't know, Hyperkin is also the company that made the Duke controller comeback. And I actually have one on me. Uh, it was, it's a very bulky controller, very reminiscent of the original Xbox controller. It works with any PC and Xbox. You can play with it. I played through Psychonauts entirely with this controller, the, the Duke. Um, and I am excited to see an Xbox 360 launch. Um, I love the Xbox 360 controller. I think that I think the Xbox controllers in general are the best out there. You know, they feel the best. They perform pretty well. Um, most of them are 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 very well made. Um, I love the PS5 controller. Don't get me wrong, but those right and left triggers, R2 and L2, they don't have enough tension on them just in general. And when you play with an Xbox One or Xbox Series controller, there's a little bit of tension always on those triggers, and it feels a lot better. I also like the stick placement better, too. That's just me. But anyway, licensed officially by by Xbox, the X, the Xenon controller, which is the original uh, code name for it. Uh, this is a wired and wireless controller that will be coming out for the Xbox, Xbox One, and Windows. Uh, it's going to be a precision analog impulse controller modern and enemies for the series x like menu navigation and share buttons vibration feedback haptic experiences there's going to be a head a headphone jack and a detachable type c cable um so i'm i'm actually going to buy one of these for sure um i i think that um i think that this is going to be a pretty cool controller to use it might be a controller that i use for my Xbox 360 games, I've been having a problem where my Xbox 360 controller just randomly disconnects and I got to reattach the battery pack every time I do that, every time that happens. Um, so this might be a good, you know, good way to get around that just to kind of use it. Um, but yeah, I think the Xbox 360 controller was a nice controller. It felt good. And um, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for this. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know when the launch is. There is no launch date, but I think it's coming next year. So um, I'm very interested in this, and, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they've improved some things. Like, the, I think the D-pad on the controller was kind of flaky, but, ah, I like the controller anyways. I'm probably going to pick one up for sure. All right, uh, Riot Games could be bringing Valorant to Xbox and PlayStation. In a job listing, the free-to-play shooter Valorant had a listing for uh, a developer who is... Um, going to help bring console games to the market. Um, they want a senior game designer as well, along with a uh, game design manager for consoles similar to listings, other listings as well. Um, the description of the game design manager uh, listing provided extra details. 
As a game ma design manager for console, you will help set a vision and guide designers on bringing Valorant to new platforms. So it's pretty much official. Uh, you will be responsible for uploading design principles that define Valorant on PC while transforming it into a definitive tactical shooter for consoles. Through your leadership and guidance, the design team will adapt the highly challenging PC gameplay to better work for an audience playing on GamePad. So, yeah, I guess that I guess that pretty much confirms it that it is going to be coming to consoles eventually uh maybe not right away like as in, as in next year but maybe in a couple of years we'll see valiant valorant come over it is a pretty uh pretty um big game on on pc a lot of people love the gameplay uh, i never really got into it myself but uh, i can see the appeal of it it's, it's a third person kind of like you know action shooter it's kind of got like the kind of like a Fortnite style i would guess not like graphically but like combat wise so, um, you know, if you want a PvP experience, this might be it for you. And hopefully it will stay free to play on consoles. And if they're doing consoles, they got to do crossplay at this point. Uh, but we'll see what happens in the near future. Okay, Pokemon fans are getting a little bit frustrated and they're asking for refunds. Now, I haven't played Scarlet and Violet. I've only seen and heard things, of course. Uh, I've seen a plenty of glitches in the game. But in general, I think people are pretty positive about the like the gameplay and like how the you know the open world is i think that most of the complaints right now are coming from you know major glitches happening uh maybe not glitches that hamper like your your progression but um it definitely seems like the game came out in a state that was not optimal um obviously people are are wondering like is this going to be the last straw are we finally going to get like a switch pro or a switch 2 or whatever um I don't know about that, but I do know that I, I'm glad that I didn't buy either of these games, even though even though I'm not a big fan of Pokemon games in general. I just like the trading cards. Um, I'm glad that I didn't spend the money on this because it seems like I probably would have had a lot of the same problems. And also one of my main problems with Pokemon games is I play a little bit, get bored, and then don't go back to it. <laughs> so that's what happened to Arceus, even though I really enjoyed my time with it. I just got bored and couldn't go back. But anyway, uh, people are asking for refunds. And one person who posted on Reddit said they actually got a refund. Um, an eShop specialist said that the uh, they felt like the, um, the given situation was enough for them to give them a refund on the eShop. It was approved an hour later after talking to the eShop representative. Um, and people are saying like, well, the fact that this representative knew exactly what was going on with the issues and they gave a refund, uh, a lot of people decide like, hey, I want a refund too. But it seems like this was a once in a million type thing. Um, players have been told via social media platforms and email responses that um, refunds would not be applicable um, obviously in the little disclaimer before you buy anything from the eShop or any storefront for that matter, uh, it does say that, um, you know, they are unable to provide refunds for eShop content purchases as defined by like the terms of terms of service. Um, they try to make it as clear as they can before the transaction transaction is made. Uh, both you need to agree to an agreement as well as an on-screen prompt prior to completing your transaction. If you didn't read through the text, that's obviously the person purchasing it purchasing its fault at that point but i mean when you release a game and it's as as, as in, a, in a state as it is right now um, people are going to be angry and they are going to be really wanting refunds uh, unfortunately i don't think that people are going to be getting a refund for the game obviously uh the one person out of out of a million is 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 is, is interesting that the, what this one person did get through 
but most people are not going to be getting a refund for the game and they'll just have to wait for an update or some or multiple updates to get it running um, the way that they, that it needs to be. Um, like I said, I'm not playing it myself, so I can only go off of what other people and other things that I've seen. Obviously, I've seen a plethora of glitches, funny and unfunny. Um, I've seen frame rate issues, especially during battles. Um, and obviously the world is a little bit barren, even though, you know, it does look nice enough. Uh, the new, the new Pokemon are all looking pretty cute. I, I like the new Pokemon designs. Um, but the game just isn't really, you know, it doesn't, I don't really want to get the game right now. And I don't think I will be getting the game. I still haven't even, I still haven't even played through Pokemon sword. I got that for Christmas, like two years ago at this point. But anyway, that's that's that. And uh, if you're playing the game, let me know how you're doing with it. If you join the Discord, talking to video game stuff chat, let me know how the game is performing for you. If if uh, if it's a uh, if it's a more common thing that I'm thinking it is, or if it's less common, let me know. I would like to talk to you about that. All right, let's move on to what's coming soon. All right, the courses for the. Wave 3 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass have been revealed. And they are going to be launching next month on December 7th, 2022. These new maps, there's going to be, what, what six, eight? Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, eight. <laughs> eight new maps launching. Um, it, it looks like a pretty good selection this time around. Last time I was... You know, I was like a little bit indifferent about most of the maps that launched, but uh, this this wave seems like it's going to be a pretty nice mix of courses. I think that there's still a little bit too many Mario Kart Tour courses coming to the game, but that's aside. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that when the when the courses come out. I'll I'll try them out, see how I feel. Anyway, here's what's coming. Uh, we got Maple Treeway from Mario Kart Wii, which is a fantastic map. Uh, they probably are going to remove the the side boosters that allow you to like do half pipe maneuvers um but that was a great map i loved maple tree uh maple tree way rainbow road from mario kart 7 that's a pretty good rainbow road map i haven't played mario kart 7 in a long 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 time but um yeah i, I think that mario kart uh 7's rainbow road was pretty good if i if i remember correctly boo lake from mario kart's super circuit now this is a classic <laughs> uh the boo lake maps were always like classics uh, it definitely seems like that's going to be a fun one, especially because they've. It seems like they've redesigned it a little bit. Uh, it looks like you go underwater at one point, which is going to be cool. I, I always like when they kind of tweak maps a little bit like that. Berlin Byways from Mario Kart Tour. I mean, it seems fine. It looks like you go uh, go along a Nintendo themed Berlin Wall segment, which is kind of like uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a little tone deaf on Nintendo's part. I don't know, but whatever. Seems like an interesting map. Uh, Rock Rock Mountain from Mario Kart 7. I don't remember this one. Um, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. It looks like you're driving along a ravine for most of it. I, it looks good. I don't remember that one, though. Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. Now, this is a map that, that I was always a, a pretty fun time on the DS. I remember playing this one a lot when I was a kid. I'm definitely going to enjoy playing that one again, hopefully. Uh, we have another. We have two more Mario Kart Tour maps. One of them is London Loop. Uh, obviously it just, it sounds like it's going to be kind of like the Paris map, except London themed. And then we also have Mary mountain, which is the Christmas or holiday themed, uh, Mario Kart tour map, which was just kind of, it was kind of a given, you know, all things considered, it was like a given, you know, that, that they were going to add a Christmas map for, for December. 
Um, but this wave of maps looks pretty good. It definitely looks like it's going to be uh, better than the last wave. Even though I like the maps in last wave, don't get me wrong. Um, I just wasn't like jazzed about them. This wave looks like it's going to have a, a better slew of content in here. I'm, I'm interested in trying these maps out for sure. And we're getting the, uh, the rock mushroom and the moon tours. So those are two new tours being unlocked or yeah, whatever. So there you go. Um, we'll see, we'll see uh, how those courses play out when they come around on December 7th, 2022. All right. Speaking of Nintendo stuff, uh, golf, the golf update for Nintendo Switch Sports is arriving next week in a Twitter post. They said, get ready to grab your iron and set up the tee. The Nintendo Switch Sports golf update will arrive on 1128 and will include a total of 21 holes from the Wii Sports series. Swing to avoid elimination in survival golf or enjoy some casual competition with friends and family. Um, obviously, this is a free update, so if you have the game, you're, you're able to download it for free. Uh, all you need is a copy of Nintendo Switch Sports and a Joy-Con to play this one. You don't need the leg strap attachment. I'm probably not going to be playing this. Uh, I had uh, I, I haven't played this since its launch, really. I just was not really that interested. The, 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 the best game mode was badminton, and it was so basic. I was like, ah, I can only play badminton so many times in a row, you know? <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, that's going to be coming on the 28th of November, Nintendo Switch Sports Golf Update. Speaking of updates, Sifu is getting a big update, which will allow you to create your own martial arts movies. I thought this was pretty big. Uh, there's going to be a replay editor added to the game where you can change camera angles, slow down time, uh, fucking give like folk, you know, adjust focus and zoom and, you know, have like specific things happen at specific i mean it just it looks really in depth um it, it seems like this is gonna be a pretty fun thing to play around with this is coming sometime in december they haven't given it a official release date um, but it is coming in december uh of 2022 so we'll be seeing that added in um, this is a fall patch but it's really more of a winter patch at this point it lets you follow capture and edit gameplay that allow you to kind of make your own martial arts movie. And then you can, you can of course share it to like Twitter, YouTube and stuff like that. So seems like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, check it out if you want to, when that update comes around, more updates, the Witcher three is in a PS five version officially. And they've detailed all the things that you can expect from this new version of the game in the next gen trailer that is available to watch on the witcher's official youtube channel it kind of goes over everything that you can that you'll that you'll that you need to know for this new next gen update it, compared side by side the ps5 version looks um it looks better honestly it really does even though the witcher 3 didn't look bad from the from the beginning uh the this 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 next gen update does actually look better in general Anyway, here's the list of features that were revealed. Uh, there's going to be better visuals across the PS5 comparable to ultra graphic settings on PC with enhanced assets and character models. I believe all this is the same for Xbox Series consoles as well. Um, there's going to be a fully integrated photo mode, a new gameplay camera option with which positions the camera close to Geralt over his right shoulder, kind of like God of War Ragnarok. Two graphic settings for the PS5, performance mode at 60 FPS and quality mode with 30 FPS and ray tracing. Uh, full DualSense controller support with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. New controls for sign casting. Hold down the trigger and press the signs assigned face button to use the signs without having to open the radial me menu. 
Much faster load times. The map now has fil filters letting you disable or enable certain icons. Small gameplay tweaks and rebalancing throughout the game. New walking and running controls give you more control over Gale's movement. Subtitles can be made larger. You can now pause the game during cutscenes. Simplified Chinese voice acting and localization has been added. Improved localization in other languages. Hybrid minimap options, which makes the minimap fade away after a set amount of time. Uh, a new quest inspired by the Witcher series. New sword armor and items. Alternate outfits for Dandelion. And a cross-save and cross-procession feature across all platforms. Uh, CD Projekt read that there, there's even more information that'll come out in the next few weeks ahead of the Enhanced Ports launch. And there will be a full patch note as well that you can read through eventually. Um, but yeah, it looks like they've improved a lot of things about the game. Added some things that are pretty good in there. Um, if you already own a copy of The Witcher 3 on PS4 or Xbox, you'll be able to upgrade for free to the Digital Deluxe Edition. I'm sorry, to the PS5 edition. <laughs> uh, this is set to launch on the 14th of December, so if you are excited about that, it'll be coming sooner rather than later. All right, remember Broforce? This is a game that's been around for quite some time. It's one of the first games that I that I downloaded on my original first laptop and played through the whole thing. Broforce is this over-the-top action game uh, where you play as these huge muscular dudes from many, many different medias, uh, women and men. Uh, so you have like, you know, yeah, I mean, you have like people, you have a bunch of them, like Indiana Jones and, and Sylvester Stallone and, and John, you know, stuff like that, you know, uh, they're going to be adding more characters and more levels in this big update. And they're also renaming the game to Broforce forever. So it's kind of like a pseudo, it's kind of like a half sequel, uh, but this is going to be coming in 2023. They're going to be giving a big update to the game. Uh, obviously, if you've never played the game before, but, I mean, who hasn't at this point? It's free to play. Might as well go ahead and play it. Uh, maybe it's not free to play. Maybe the Expendables one was the only free to play. Eh, that doesn't matter. It's a top gun. It's a it's a, it's a side-scrolling, running-gun type game, kind of in the same vein as, like, Metal Slug. You play as various, uh, you know, famous characters uh, who are more or less um parodies of their of their of their of their tropes so you know they have like bro names so they have john ram bro and snake bro and the brominator and indiana brones you know uh, but yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be adding more characters more levels and uh we'll be we'll, we'll see what exactly you know comes around i believe in the trailer you, you kind of get a sense for some of the new characters that are gonna be coming um, but th this isn't going to come until 2023, so they're probably going to have a whole big reveal on Devolver Digital's YouTube channel eventually when that comes around. But yeah, uh, sounds like it's going to be a pretty cool update. I'm excited. I haven't played Broforce in forever. Maybe I'll add it to my stream gameplay list. All right, Little Gator Game officially has a release date. Uh, this is like a 3D adventure game in the same vein as like a short hike, except, I mean, it's more of like a... You know, it's more of like a Banjo-Kazooie type thing. Um, you get to play around on this little island, and, and you play as this gator who has like a sword and a shield. Yeah, you fight you, you fight some enemies, you help some people in the world. You have like a camera you can use to take photos and stuff like that. It looks like it's going to be a really cutesy and, and interesting game. Um, I like the graphical style. It's kind of like a, like a shell-sated kind of look. Um, but the game is going to be coming December 14th on Switch and Steam. Um, and it'll be available for about $20. And right now there's a pre-order discount of 30%, which will begin on December 1st 
in Europe and December 5th in North America. So there you go. Looks like it's going to be a pretty fun little game. I've been following this one for a little bit, um, but this is the most like interested I've been in the game for a while. I definitely got to check it out. Um, I wish it wasn't coming out so so late in the year, but I'll give it. I'll I'll try and give it the time it needs and deserves, and I'll let you guys know how it is if you're waiting for that kind of thing. And finally for today, physical copies of Just Dance 2023 aren't so physical. Uh, if you get a Switch version of Just Dance 2023, you're going to be getting a code in a box. Um, you can purchase Just Dance digital from the Switch eShop, but you cannot purchase you can you cannot purchase it physically from stores. You have to get a digital code in the box, which obviously has been kind of like a growing like. I don't know, criticism in the gaming world. I mean, ever since Fortnite started doing empty boxes, it seems like other companies have been like, oh, well, this is how you sell extra copies of the game, right? To the older generation who don't know that it's just a code in the box. And, you know, Just Dance 2023 isn't going to be free, I don't believe. But, you know, when you have older people, you know, grandmas and grandpas and even parents at times buying Fortnite for $50 and it's just like a code in the box and the game is free or Apex Legends did the same thing where it's like a $30 code in a box and you and you download the game for free. It's just one of those things that's just trying to get some some extra revenue out there. And it's kind of scummy, honestly. Uh, this, I mean, at least this is a full game. I just, I don't understand why, why company, I mean, obviously it's to put the game on the shelves for people to see, but... Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of weird. You know, there's been Switch cartridges for Just Dance games all the way up until 2023, so it's weird that just now they're deciding not to do that. Um, other games that... Um, uh, anyway, I, I was going to read something else, but it was, it was not related. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, you know, there you go. <laughs> you know, um, if you want to, if you want it, there you go. You, you you can get the option of buying a box for the game, but you won't have a cart in there. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Ferris 64. I do appreciate y'all for listening. Um, I'm going to be going to be live streaming on Twitch Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Uh, right now, we're finishing up Oogie Boogie's Revenge. Like I said, it's kind of been like a annoying and slow playthrough at this point, but I am determined to get it done. And once we finish Oogie's Revenge, uh, we're gonna be jumping into December, which is gonna be—it's all—it's it, whole—it's a whole uh, new ballpark. It's gonna be a themed month. Get ready for that. It's gonna be pretty. Hopefully, it's gonna be pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very excited for the end of the year here. I can't believe it's already this close to December at this point. It's kind of crazy um but yeah uh appreciate everyone listening have a great rest of your week let me know how you're doing in the discord and i'll talk at you next week in another episode of ferris 64 i'm your ferret and i'll talk at you next week Bye bye the ferris 64 podcast is owned and edited by yemi the ferret the song Nightshade, used in the intro and outro, is owned by Adhesive Wombat. Small sound clips during the podcast were made by Yemi the Ferret. News sources include NintendoLife.com, PushSquare.com, and PureXbox.com. All opinions video game related are my own. Thank you for listening.